I was surprised it was that close as well. I mean, it really did catch my attention. The Weekend's Dawn FM coming in at 154K first week streams, first week sales for the week. And gonna just shy 2K coming coming around with 152K first week is a lot closer than I anticipated. Now, this isn't to put a focus on, you know, based on these numbers, gonna is bigger or better than the weekend. We all obviously know that. Hopefully, we all know that. And this isn't to say either that Abel's falling off. That probably isn't ever going to happen. He's right there with Drake in the line of he's not going to fall off or even be out of the spotlight unless he himself decides it. And I'll go deeper into this later. But for the average consumer, they might think there's, you know, a gap that's closing between them two. But realistically, it's uh, it's because of these variables that I'm about to explain. Number one being physical albums and, you know, pure album sales in general. Every, uh, not everybody, but The weekend when After Hours release sold 444K first week and about 250K of it was pure album sales. Now, I can't tell you the exact amount that was digital and physical. I'm not able to find those numbers. However, that is severely different from Don FM as far as 444 to 154. And also the weekend tweeting prior to Don FM that it's not going to have 50, um, not 50, any physical copies and he knows it's going to impact his first week numbers severely severely because if we're taking into account the fact that after hours sold 444 first week and 250k 250k was pure album sales and the difference between that and this album as far as the way you know the album itself was rolled out or you know it was a as a way it's available to be purchased. It's that this one didn't have no physical copies. And I don't know about you guys, but I own every weekend album, not every weekend album, but from Starboy to My Dear Melancholy to hopefully this one in CD, not vinyl. You would have thought vinyl, but for some reason, I enjoy buying CDs still. Is it just me? Probably just me. And I was surprised this didn't have a CD. And for whatever reason, it could it be the fact that it would take 10 years due to all the shortages worldwide, terrible logistics? Probably. Maybe he doesn't care for it. I, I doubt that. I feel it's more on the logistics side of things. Anyhow, with that, I firmly believe physical sales has something to do with this. Another thing, too, is album rollout. When After Hours released, it was, I want to say, what, four years since we had a, week, a weekend album. My Dear Melancholy was an EP, something to hold us off. But honestly, since 2016 Starboy, we haven't received an album from Abel. We went four years without an album. Thankfully, he didn't starve us the entire four years. But that was a lot more time for anticipation, for hype, for curiosity to continuously build up. Then once the time came for the After Hours era, it wasn't like Dawn FM where he just dropped a single and then dropped the album. No, of course, the first single was Heartless, 
produced by Metro Boomin. So there was already a large amount of excitement for that, especially when I heard it. I'm like, Weekend and Metro Boomin? I, I don't even know. How is this going to sound? Of course, the anticipation, the interest is at an all-time level. Following that, correct me if I'm wrong, The Weeknd dropped Blinding Lights, which is one of the biggest songs of all time. All time. And, you know, as far as... um. The quality, however you feel about it, I think it's an amazing track. Stand out 10 out of 10. And to this day, I still have in rotation. I could listen to another car playing it on the radio and I don't get tired. And now the next two, but I believe was Faith and Save My Tears. That's four singles before the album drops. Um, after four years, with a lot of promotion, with music videos, with live performances, with, um, I already said music video, live performances. And of course, After Hours also had broke the records for the most amount of pre-saves in Apple Music history. So, you know, let that speak for itself too. Of course, After Hours, crazy numbers. And it blows my mind with the physical numbers. That, that really does blow my mind too. So, of course, we have anticipation, hype, all the promotion going in with After Hours. And even though it is an album with 80s flavored plastered all over, it's not more mainstream. It's It's easier to digest than Dawn FM. I feel After Hours is an album that the average music listener can listen to and not necessarily love it, but be able to listen it from start to finish without being put off. And then, you know, it's up to them to decide if they enjoy the album or not. Dawn FM is more, I wouldn't say the lore side, you know, just for the narrative purpose. I mean, by all means, the production on there is mind mind boggling. It's great. But it is an album that you need to listen to After Hours first in order to appreciate. I firmly hold that stance. If you haven't listened to After Hours, Dawn FM sounds great, but it's like you're missing a crucial, you're missing an identity of the album. You're missing part of his soul. That's how I would put it. So Dawn FM coming in as a more difficult album to digest by itself. Lack of promotion because... Dawn FM was only had one single, which was Take My Breath. A dope single. It was. But that's about it. Besides there, it was um, a lot of silence until he just decided, hey, yo, you're getting the album. And we got the album. And it doesn't have the craziest features. And by craziest, I mean mainstream appeal. To me, Tyler, the creator, you can't get any higher than Tyler, the creator. You know, select few artists, but that was great. And Lil Wayne, solid. Of course, we have Quincy Jones and Jim Carrey for their own inner, what well, isn't it? Interludes? I guess you could say interludes, their own talk piece. But really, those are the feature artists. Now, where am I heading with this? I mean, we, we've been rambling on. We get it. We got the full history, at least, you know, as far as album promotion, the distinction between the, you know, total sales, physical sales, the differences there. Gunna. Let's talk about Gunna now regardless of how you feel about him as an artist, does have a lot of mainstream reach in the hip-hop community. We got Future on there. We got Young Thug. We got Lil Baby. We got Drake. Even though he came in late, 
we were expecting a Drake feature that carries weight on itself. A Drake feature, I firmly believe, is the difference between 10 to 20K streams, depending on the quality. That's just, I feel that's an average Drake feature has that power. I really do. If it's standout, we're talking like Look Alive 2018 Drake. I, I will even say 30K. It could help that it could help that much. Might be because I'm a Drake stan. Who knows? But in all seriousness, Drip Season 4 already in itself is um is on the reputation of an infamous trilogy of Drip Season 1 through 3. Drip Season 3 being the breakout mixtape for Gunna that really garnered more mainstream attention to hip-hop scene. So that being pushed heavily, being pushed heavily, his peers also supporting him heavily. And I would even argue to a certain extent, the pushy, pushing P memes. Because when Dawn FM dropped, I didn't see any memes related to the weekend, honestly. I don't see nobody in the comments going Dawn FM or able. Re- I don't see, you know, I don't see the meme following that Drip Season 4 has. I feel like regardless where I go, if it's somewhat music related, he's not pushing P. Well, she definitely not pushing P. I'm pushing P. Alex definitely isn't pushing P. And you know, that right there, I'm not saying that's responsible for Gunna having so many sales, but it is It is interesting seeing how good promotion from Gunna's side, good industry support. As far as album quality, that's up to you to decide. But steady amount of tracks that will hold up to streaming numbers and um, a meme, you know, a meme running behind him and the expected Drake feature to start off with. I can understand why it's close. I can respect why it's close. And I could also, you know, enjoy the fact that it's close without having to shit on either artist. Only thing that sort of boggled my mind a bit was when somebody... (laughs) It, it was it was a funny ass post. They said, "See, I told you the gunner was better than we gunner was better than the weekend." I'm like, I don't think anybody in my life has ever argued that. Nobody has ever listened to gunner, heard of gunner, and just thought to themselves, "Yeah, he better than the weekend." Who the fuck is the weekend of gunner? Let's just stop that while we're ahead, please. Whoever came up with that, they definitely not pushing P. I promise you. Anyways, this was my analysis on the whole situation, just because, you know, social media is, uh, you know, confused about it, I would say. Everybody's like, whoa, I thought The weekend was a superstar. And another thing to note before I forget, they only take into account for Billboard, of course, U.S. streams and sales. Because gonna, I couldn't find it. I, I should do better on my end for that. But The weekend had way more streams than gonna because again the weekend has more reach than gonna he is a worldwide figure he is but of course they're only going to count the ones that's based on the u.s because that's how it works now i'm just saying not to say they should start implementing all streams into us that doesn't make sense but i'm pretty sure the numbers streaming wise speak for what the weekend is able to do which, by the way, 154K, no physical albums, only one single, not a lot of promotion, not a lot of rollouts, not a lot of live guest appearances everywhere. And he's pushing 154 for an album that sort of needs after hours, that you need to know what after hours is in order to fully appreciate it. I think that's great. I think that's great. And another thing, too, that people 
not say they don't think about, but underestimate is the longevity in sales behind this. What are the second week numbers going to look like? Third, fourth, fifth, sixth. If Don FM, you know, continues to stay relevant, it's like, God, the weekend, Abel is just able to stay on the charts regardless of what kind of music he does. And that continues to breed more creativity. And if the money's definitely matching it too, you're, we're seeing art at its best, at its best. Now, before I get too out of track and this starts going into a filler conversation, I'll catch you guys with another video. Thank you for your patience. Appreciate the support. I'm out.